0: up with Kev Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Week 10 of the high school football season is officially upon us. Keith Byers and myself will be on the road for our ESPN Dayton High School Football Game of the Week uh, on Friday night, Northmont and Springfield. And again, so many big games around the Miami Valley, especially within the G-Walk, Northmont and Springfield, a big one right there as well. And then Wayne in Centerville, but there's a lot of talk about the Centerville football program right now. And joining us now, the head coach of the Centerville Elks, Mr. Coach Brent Ulrey. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Really cool opportunity tomorrow that you guys will be featured on the Today Show. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Uh, but I had to ask you, so we had your game last week against Fairmont. And uh, Keith Byers and I were laughing because, you know, we've done this for quite some time. And in this season, I think we've called three... Low scoring games, like low low scoring. I think we had Wayne over uh, Pick Central. That was a ten to nine final. Um, Fairmont mm-hmm. beat Miamisburg like ten to nine or ten to seven, I believe, a few weeks ago. And then you guys shut out Fairmont seven nothing this past weekend. You guys are built to win in all different fashions and ways, of course. But you guys are also kind of similarly adjusting right now in the absence of drake wells who got hurt a few weeks ago and his season came to an end and you're trying to adjust braylon newcomb into the fold here at quarterback it's been an interesting few weeks for your team of course but a big time win this past friday night i know it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing for those who love offense but this late in the season a win's a win i'm sure
1: oh yeah and you know anyone that appreciates deep down football um would would appreciate watching that game from either set of stands Mm um it was a really hard fought game. You know, the kids played really physical. Uh, there wasn't very many mistakes by either team at all. Um, when it comes, came to turnovers and penalties and everything, uh, they had a big penalty that, uh, extended one of our drives and, and drastically affected the game. Um, but you know, it came down to a few plays and, and our kids were fortunate to be in those opportunities and to take that opportunity to make those plays and It was a lot of fun to coach. Um, You know, you like to be coaching in those back-and-forth games where both teams are playing well. You kind of get to find out at the end who's going to be a little bit better. So it was an exciting night and a, a big win for our community and our program.
0: You have Wayne coming up uh, tomorrow night. That's always a, a fun matchup. And there's a lot on the line, again, with your team being 7-2. and two, And right there at the top of the G-Walk, a, a game behind uh, Springfield, of course. There's Wayne in the middle, also 4-2 and two within conference play. They're 6-3 and three overall. But a, a battle of two playoff teams. Uh, at this point, obviously, with the playoffs around the corner, this is just a huge opportunity for two teams yourself. Of course, uh, Centerville and Wayne, who've played dominant all season, a big opportunity tomorrow to pick up a big win and head into the playoffs with momentum. I'm sure that's the message that's been delivered to your team all week.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we haven't changed too much about how we prepare because, you know, we tell our kids at the beginning of the year, like we schedule uh, the way we schedule so that every week is like a playoff week. You know, you go back to, you know, Lakota, week, Lakota East and Dublin Kaufman and Gahanna Lincoln are, are non-conference games. I mean, those are all playoff-level games and it's really good teams and everything, and even the scrimmaging of uh, Pickerington Central and St. X and uh, Trotwood-Madison and everything. like we've, uh, we've been living the playoff life for quite a while, and that's kind of the dynamic that we like to be in um, and get our kids ready for. Us. So it, it's, been, it's been a good week of practice, and, and the kids are preparing really hard and really well, and, and uh, we're excited to be back out there tomorrow night.
0: You talk about being in that playoff mode. I mean, being a member of the G Walk definitely makes you prepared uh, for that. I mean, mm-hmm. and we've caught a lot of Fairmont games this year, and I'm laughing. I'm looking at these standings. I'm like, my goodness, there's one, two, three. There's four teams better than Fairmont, and not better, but like you know what I mean, like ahead of them in the in the conference, yeah. and like that's just. That's insane to me because of how many big wins that they've had. Obviously, Miamisburg is like second to last, and I've watched many games. Their offense is, you know, as explosive as anybody's. Uh, This is such a tough conference. I know you're used to getting these questions asked about how tough this conference is, but, uh, you know, now there's only one game left in this season, and you've gone through the uh, grueling gauntlet that is the G-Walk with only Wayne left. What has this season been like again in this conference, which never seems to disappoint?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, you look at the schedule and the conference and everything, you look at it and you're like, how are we going to get through it? <laughs> and then you get to this point this weekend, you're, and you're sitting here thinking, like, what just happened? You know, it's like been a whirlwind, uh, and it just, at the blink of an eye, it's over. Um, but, no, our conference is, the competition level is extremely high. The The coaching level is extremely high. The the, the kids and the players, they they prepare year round, whether they play other sports or not. They're, they're preparing year round to be extremely high competitors. And it, that's what makes the conference raise up because every week is a bloodbath and every week is a test. And the kids, they know that's out there on the horizon and they prepare all year for it. So, you know, it, it's truly uh, the definition of, you know, your competition lifting each other up and making everyone around you better. Um, so it's it's exciting it's exciting it's tough I'm not gonna lie it's tough and, and our kids will tell you that too but it's a lot of fun to be in this conference and and to be duking it out every week
0: yeah I'm not a big fan of cliches and I know coaches are full of them but you know I, every time I hear the cliche there's no easy win in the g-walk that is not a lie like they you know you hear that in some conferences you're like okay come on like uh, let's be real you know there's some wins that you might feel a little more mm-hmm. comfortable but uh, no that that uh, in the G-Walk, there is no easy games, and you don't have an easy one tomorrow against Wayne. I'm uh, really looking forward to that matchup uh, as well. Coach, um, yeah. Drake Wells going out uh, in his season coming to an end. Just talk about, I mean, the season he was having was, was a, an amazing season, and just for him to go out the way he did and you know, talk about how much that impacted the team and how they've had to rebound from that, and then to have Braylon Newcomb step in, who I thought made some big-time throws uh, in that win against Fairmont last week. I mean, just talk about the progression of him heading into the biggest portion of the season coming up.
1: Sure. Yeah. Drake, um, is a phenomenal player. He's a great leader for our offense as well. Um, and when he went down, uh, I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt, you know, everybody mm-hmm. kind of looked at it like, Oh no, what now? You know, Mr. Reliable, uh, he, he always knew how he was extremely coachable. He knew how to put the team in good positions and everything. Um, so when he went down, it was a little bit of a panic mode on that sideline. Um, you know, we weren't ready for that. And, We were fortunate. We had uh, actually another sophomore quarterback, Gavin Montero, stepped in, executed the game plan really well uh, until Braylon was able to get his feet wet. And Braylon just kind of adds that, you know, running quarterback dynamic uh, to our offense. And, you know, he's he's extremely electric. He's extremely athletic and fast. Um, He's going to be one heck of a wide receiver at the next level. But, you know, for this part of the season, we need him to play quarterback. And he's done a great job embracing that role. Um, he's super coachable and he's, he's got a phenomenal quarterback coach, uh, Mike Savino, who's also a local Dayton guy an ex alter quarterback. Um, is doing a phenomenal job getting these guys ready. You know, uh, I I was joking around with him the other day. I was like, man, how did you know to have all these guys ready? Because I think we might be the only team in the country with seven quarterbacks, you know, I mean, we've got enough quarterbacks where we can just keep going and going. And, uh, have guys that can actually run our offense and not just, you know, take a snap and run around. Um, So they're they're doing a phenomenal job of getting ready, and um, Braylon's done a great job of being humble and compelled to learn, and um, we're seeing that growth each Friday, and we're excited to see him grow again this Friday.
0: How about the weapons you have on the defensive side? Reggie Powers, I have to bring him up because Kevin Nash, who's not uh, with us on the interview right now, my co-host, that's his godson, so he always speaks very highly of oh, Reggie wow. Powers. Uh, but uh, yes, I-, I told Kev I'd make sure that we-, we get Reggie some love here on the show today, but just talk about his role on the team and-, and obviously what's potentially ahead for him at the college level as well.
1: Sure, sure. Our defense is is really the, you know, the-, the foundation or the backbone of our team right now. Uh, they keep us in games. They set the tone for games. They play extremely hard and extremely fast and violent, uh, and Reggie is no different. Um, Reggie is, you know, one of those pieces of the puzzle over there, and they all work extremely well together. Um, they push the ball to each other uh, so they can make, you know, team plays rather than individual plays, and um, he's got phenomenal leaders over there to follow right now. You know, Joseph Jean-Louis and Matt Carpinski and Nick Bruder are doing one heck of a job over there. Uh, leading that defense and, and putting people in the right places and and everything and, and Reggie's doing a great job executing his role. So our defensive coordinator uh, John Puggy deserves a lot of the credit as well. He um, he's tasked with kind of moving those chess pieces around each week and putting them in the best position to be successful. And you know they're they're an attacking defense and that's definitely what they do. They attack, they attack. And um, you know when when they're playing well, usually the team is playing well. Um, so, we're, we're lucky to have them to lean on and should be no different this Friday. We're definitely going to lean on them.
0: We have Brent Olry with us, the head coach of the Centerville Elks. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash right here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Big game tomorrow night as we talked about, Coach, uh, Centerville and Wayne, but uh, it's a big day tomorrow. I mean, you're hanging out with us little, little radio folks today, but tomorrow you're going to be uh, live on television. How about this? The Today Show uh, will be featuring your Centerville Elks on Friday morning lights. Pretty exciting in the 8 a.m. hour tomorrow morning. Uh, this is a pretty cool opportunity, not just for for your team, of course, but the community of Centerville. Pretty exciting. Uh, talk about how this opportunity came about. Again, Centerville going to be featured on NBC's uh, The Today Show segment called Friday Morning Lights. Uh, this is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's kind of ironic. It's our second time on national uh, NBC uh, you know network television this season. Um, we're very fortunate for the opportunity. It's pretty cool. Um, one of our band community members actually wrote into the show and nominated our, our school and our programs and our district and everything to be on there, and um, they chose us. So they're going to come out, and Jack Pohl is going to be the anchor because he's an NBC anchor in the area. Oh, Jack, yeah. And, also, and <laughs> yeah, in the center, he's a center alumni, too. It, it's it's a storybook kind of a setting for us. So it's going to be really exciting. We'll have all of our Pohl athletes, our entire band, color guard, cheerleaders, our student section will be out there. and. And on showcase and everything, it, it'll be really cool and, and it's exciting. It's a, a great way to start our Friday uh, Wayne Week off.
0: Absolutely, really looking forward to that uh, again tomorrow. Again, one more time the uh, on Friday morning, it'll be Friday morning lights. Centerville uh, will be featured on NBC's Today Show segment called Friday morning lights tomorrow morning in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we'll also be sharing more information on that on our station pages as well. But, Coach, big day tomorrow, an opportunity to end the season with a win. Uh, if, if chips fall where they might, you don't know, have a share of potentially the GWAC title. But right now it's, of course, all about just taking that momentum into the postseason where we'll be pulling for you as well. Head Coach Brent Ulrich of the Centerville Elks. Coach, thanks so much, sir. Appreciate your time today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having us. The Kenner Show with Kev Nash, presented by
2: Brad Mays with Home Experts Realty. Weekdays at 1410 ESPN Radio.
0: Justin Kenner, Kev Nash, back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Sports betting will be legal and live here in Ohio in 2023 January, the targeted start date, of course. And uh, we we'll have an opportunity for you if you want a chance to have a hundred dollars in free bets waiting for you, so that you can, you know, start experimenting with sports betting. For those of you who have experience in it, great. Uh, for those of you who would love to kind of maybe dabble in it but don't want to lose your own money, you want to lose, uh, you know, some free money. Well. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, uh, and when you register your account, use the promo code Kenner. My promo code Kenner, K I N N E R. And when you type in my last name, K I N N E R, uh, into your account, you will have hundred dollars in free bets waiting for you. So take advantage of that. Obviously, you can't place bets now, but get take, you know for a limited time while you have that opportunity to download the app and use my promo code, you'll have a uh, hundred dollars in free bets put into your account. So take advantage. Of that article. Then you can bet on all of your favorite teams and all of your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Come on, Dayton. This is your chance to get in on the action. Join today using my promo code Kinner. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Kevin, interesting. The um, NBA G League draft is coming up. And according to Mark Stein, you remember Mark Stein used mm-hmm. to the SPN, ESPN? He was actually one of my favorite NBA analysts before leaving. Um, but he said there will be a couple familiar names in this weekend's NBA G League draft. vanderblue Remember vanderblue Not ringing a bell. Me neither. But it's in the tweet. But the second name you'll know, Mr. Norris Cole. So Norris uh-huh. Cole yes. will be uh, interesting. He's had quite, I think he's played in Israel. He's played in quite a few. You won a lot
2: championships yes, over he's the won. pond.
0: I, I, we had him on the show what, a year and a half. It's been a, it's been about a year. I'll have to get him back on again. Uh, sounds like he's obviously coming back and looking to make a return to the NBA. Nice. Of course, he had one of those. You know, played at Cleveland State, uh, and then go, gets drafted into the Heatles, uh, and then wins a couple NBA championships. Yep. Uh, but you know, when in my conversations with him, talking about just him adapting to the league and doing it with you know LeBron in his prime. How about LeBron out of his prime? So thirty whatever points the other night at forty seven years old or whatever. <laughs> but. How cool of a career did he have and is still having? I mean, he's winning everywhere he goes. Everywhere Norris Cole goes, he wins. He won in college. He won in the NBA. He's winning overseas and now looking to make a return to the NBA here, at least to the G League route. Norris is interesting. That'd be cool to see him get another crack in the NBA.
2: Absolutely. You know he had some time with the Pelicans before going overseas and everything like that. But, yeah, it'd be cool for him to get another shot at the NBA. It's
0: the Justin Kenner Show with Kevin Asher on 1410 ESPN Radio. We just had Brent Ulrey on. Uh, the head coach of the Centerville Elks. They have a big game with Wayne tomorrow. But, Kev, how about that that we were just talking about? Again, the Centerville Elks going to be featured on the Today Show tomorrow. It'll be in the 8 a.m. hour on NBC. Uh, pretty cool. I guess a band parent kind of submitted a, you know, an application form, and they got chosen. And uh, now that whole, you know, the whole community is going to be highlighted tomorrow. But that's pretty neat. And then you go into the fact that so they'll be on national TV tomorrow morning on the Today Show on Friday Morning Lights, a little mm-hmm. feature that they do. I think it's pretty neat. And then Senior Day. Yeah. And then final game of the regular season. If Springfield loses, which is the game we have. We have Northmont and Springfield. If Northmont knocks Springfield off and Spring and Wayne and uh, Centerville beats Wayne tomorrow, Centerville gets a share of the JUW title. I believe Springfield they win tomorrow, they get it outright. Nice. Springfield, I think, has won it like three of the last four years. Uh, Springfield's been on quite a roll. Mo Douglas, he's lost a lot of talent to college, too, and he's still – that Bryce Shondemeier, that quarterback for the Wildcats, he's pretty dang good. Special. Special talent up there. But speaking for Centerville – yeah, yeah, Reggie Powers. I Oh, Reggie Powers. Shout out, Reggie. No, Reggie's freaking amazing, but yes. I made mean, sure to give Reggie some love. For sure, it, for yeah? sure,
2: for sure. But, you know, it, at it's, it's <laughs> amazing, like, how the whole community comes together, and that's how it is in every sport. You know, you talk about the band being involved. You talk about the cheerleaders being involved. I know that the football team gets all the the praise and the guys on the field and the coaches and everything like that. But it's everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody that's involved with a game day experience. And that goes for every community across Dayton, Ohio, and every community across the country. When your teams do well, the whole student embodies invested as well as the city. So it's pretty cool.
0: So your Guardians went down at the hands of the Yankees the other night, of course, and the Yankees were, I mean, there was no rest for the Warriors. I hope they had a comfortable hotel room, by the way. I hope they had enough room in their hotel room for them, by the way. Uh, but they lost to the Astros in Game 1. Yeah. Have an opportunity to bounce back. I mean, man, my goodness. You went to Game 5 with the Guardians, Game 1 and 2, just in the next, you know, in the coming days. No rest at all. But, you know, I am curious, like, for, you know, I know right now, Guardians are the last hope of any Ohio baseball fans really kind of paying attention to the playoffs, even though I think the Yankees and Astros is still a, a very intriguing mm-hmm. series. I think, look, watching the uh, the Padres and the Phillies has been a heck of a series yeah. as well. I mean, there's, like... I'll say this about baseball. I've been talking about how lack of star power. There's star power all over the place. I mean, you look at the fact that there's Bryce Harper in the Phillies now, and finally, like Bryce Harper is getting some. You know, because he leaves Washington, it's not often that your best player. This is why baseball I've always found to be the most interesting sport out there. Kev, the Washington Nationals, they tried and tried and tried with Bryce Harper to win and let him be the centerpiece of their success. They don't do it. They move on from him. They don't sign him. You know, he goes on and signs that mega deal with the Phillies. And then the Nationals, that very first season without him, win a World Series. Mm-hmm. And then the next two years after he's after the Washington Nationals won the World Series without Bryce Harper, who was supposed to be the cornerstone of that franchise, he goes on to the Phillies. They sign him for a ton of money. He doesn't even make the playoffs for the next two years. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't win a World Series. He doesn't even sniff the playoffs. So he's in the playoffs for the first time. But there's a lot of star power on that Phillies roster as well. They get Castellanos in the off season. Um, they're taking care of business. But that series is tied up now in the Amer- in the National League Championship Series. And then the Padres have been a great story. You know, they go and get Tatis Jr., of course, and then, you know, they go and they make some big moves. And then um, Machado's been playing very well, too. He had a big home run the other night. There's stars all over the place. And then the Yankees, they have a few stars here and there. Yeah. You got to see it close in person, <laughs> of course. And then the Astros, the 106-win Houston Astros. I mean, my goodness. Verlander. This is a great playoff. <laughs> yes, Verlander. I talk about the time. Turning uh, back I mean, the hands of time. When Houston, was, I don't, it's not turning back the hands of time. His hands never turned. Like, in Houston, he has been just fan- – the last couple of seasons, he's been untouchable. Last season, of course, he had that season-ending injury, which stunk. But the year before that, I remember the Astros played at Great American Ballpark, and I specifically made sure that we went to that game that night because, you know, before now, everyone plays everyone starting next year, which is how it should be. Um, th- at that time, I thought that was the last time we'd get to see Justin Verlander live at Great American Ballpark. But – uh that was a couple of years ago, and he's still cruising. Like yeah. He hasn't slowed down. He is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, even at 47 years old.
2: My biggest thing, and we <laughs> talked about this on a Monday show before the game got canceled, game five got canceled, is doing the guys a disservice because the Yankees obviously played the Guardians. That game got delayed to the next day, and then they played the game at 4 o'clock and then had to go play in Houston the very next day. Even though it's the Yankees and I don't like the Yankees, I still want things to be kind of fair. Give them a day off, one day off, a travel day. We hear this so much in the NBA when you play the two games at home and then you got the travel day for the NBA finals. You get one day to to get settled so you can go give your best effort. I think it would have been better for everybody involved, not only the New York Yankees, but the media, too, to give it a day. Give them a day to get ready for this game versus the the Astros but to Norvell, they got they lost yesterday and they play again today so that's why I got a big problem with it it's not it's not that you just play now you keep on playing and I understand in baseball you, is we're going to play two today we play every single day in baseball but this is the most important time of the year don't you want guys to be
0: at least have a little bit of rest I, I mean yes and no so I'm, I'm I'm on two sides of this for one the regular season, you get four off days a month, right? So I don't see rest days being necessary in the postseason. But to the points you made, they're not bad points because from a product standpoint, don't you want to let these series breathe a little bit? The one thing people bitch about the NBA playoffs is that they take too long. <laughs> but, but you I, know what? They, and you realize that's done. <laughs> it's not done to give the players rest. By the way, you guys do realize that the NBA playoffs that is not done. Like you're right. talking about, give the Yankees rest. the 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 rest that the NBA players get in the NBA playoffs that is not done for the players to get rest. That is done because every game you got to get on TV. It lets the games breathe. It lets the Stephen A's and the Max Kellerman's of the world break. You know, previewing game two that you know two weeks between games and all that <laughs> stuff right so that's really what it is you know you look at the nfl playoffs i mean my goodness you have you know one the first round of, i guess the what the, what do they call the divisional round or whatever wild card divisional round mm-hmm. all that there's a week in between games yeah. there's plenty of time yes it's for them to heal up because it's football but that's the thing too football regular season there's one week between games nba they're playing the same amount of gap but they don't play back you know they don't play back to back nights they don't do that um so, in baseball, they're picking up at the same scheduling pattern that they've done all season long. I get why they do it. They could handle If they could do it for 162 games, they could do it in the postseason. But for the sake of the product, I agree with you from that angle. Yeah, maybe they should consider that. Let these series breathe a bit. Like, it's already game two tonight. Like, didn't we just <laughs> – weren't we just talking Yankees-Guardians? we are talking already? about a
2: rainstorm hitting New York yeah. City.
0: And now the Yankees could potentially be down 0-2. And it's like, what the hell just happened? We couldn't even enjoy the win over the guard. Not that you wanted to enjoy that Yankees win. But I do agree with you on that. Let the storylines develop. Let them kind of breathe a little bit. It's just, it is too much rapid fire. I won't give you that. 162 game regular season. Yeah, get those in. (laughs) Every day if you have to. (laughs) Yeah. And and to your point, to your point about letting them breathe, it could have been
2: a whole talking point on every national radio about like the the hotel situation that the Guardians had to deal with, about the rain delay, and then that could've looped into conversation like, Well, you remember the last time the Guardians had a rain delay, that was in the World Series and they lost that and then they could have talked about, oh, the Tito decided to bring it didn't go bullpen in that game. He went with a guy that hasn't pitched in ten days. Like you don't get any of that momentum going in baseball because it's on to the next so fast. So there was no talking points about like, okay, what about this matchup? It was just like, all right, the guardians lost to the Yankees. The Yankees got the Astros next and it's tonight. Like there's no, Hey man, let's break down the lineup. No
0: preview. Yeah. Nothing It's just
2: right into it. So, you know, those are one of those things about baseball that kind of frustrate me a little bit. I'm not asking for three, four days. I'm just, just one
0: day, just one day. It's the Johnston Kinner Show with Kevin Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. I didn't even think of it from that perspective, but you're right. I was ready to disagree with you like I always do and say, "Cap, <laughs> come on. They play every day during the regular season. They can handle it." Once, to be fair, like we're talking college athletics, this isn't about what's best for the student athletes or the fans. It's about what's best for the product, which sometimes benefits the fans. Let it breathe. Uh, baseball should separate these. I, I think it was ridiculous to go from game five right in. Now, technically, it shouldn't have. I guess that was a makeup. Yeah, run. yeah. But even then, one day, you think one day is enough to kind of let a series breathe? Let them breathe. Imagine, like, well, football is different because the physicality. But the NBA, I don't know. No. I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm with you. You've, you've convinced me. And So let me ask often. you this.
2: So you got the ALCS, ALDS and everything like that. So you think these games should be played on the same night? All these games should be played on the same night?
0: Cause you, the NBA does that. They overlap series. If some go seven and others are done in four, you know, the quicker you wrap up a series in the NBA, you could almost have six days off. I mean, and then, then there's the talk of, oh, that actually hurts some teams and they get your, I, I don't know how much those narratives... I, I mean, you could kind of see where they're coming from with that. Yeah. Now, but, um, yeah it,
2: it is what it is. But, I I, I, but at the same time, I just made this whole argument about it, but I understand from, from your perspective, like, they play every single day. Any other way. So we just
0: like convince the other one. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) But like, it's a routine for the players. So would that get them out
0: of their routine of playing every single day? It's,
2: It's strange.
0: The Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash right here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. All right, so uh, Kev, I'm, he's on uh, load management right now. <laughs> call me Kawhi. So, I call him Kawhi. Kawhi this is, Nash. Uh, this is his Kawhi Day. <laughs> so uh, you're stuck. Kev is bolting. You're stuck with me for the rest of the show. Good One luck. One more hour. There is no bell. <laughs> There's no Don't hater. Don't touch mic. my bell, dog. To be fair, I found the hater, Mike. Oh, goodness. It's, Good luck, y'all. It's dead. I can't find the charger. So I think it's even worse. I think you. <laughs> brought the mic back, and then someone <laughs> forgot to bring the charger back. How convenient. How convenient I, I forget to bring your charger for your mic? You're the one that hates it. Don't ask me. I love the damn hater mic. All right, folks, good stuff. Hour two in the books. Hour three coming up. We've been waiting for something like this to happen in college football. Kev, I know you'd love to get into this. We'll get into this tomorrow with, with you as well. But as a player at Oklahoma State, he's been battling a couple injuries. But you know what? He hasn't quit the season yet because Oklahoma State had a shot until they lost last week. Now their season's done, technically, right? Well, guess what? Now this star player, a top 10 future NFL draft pick, has announced that he's done for the rest of the season. Oklahoma State, their season's done. He's done, too. Is this going to be a pattern we see throughout college athletics? We'll talk about that to kick things off in Hour 3.
2: Watch. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, right here on Dayton's...